Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today, and we have got a great show in store. But before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Thistle Farms. Y'all, it's Thanksgiving week in America, friends, and y'all know how excited I get to be surrounded by my friends and my family and my mini BFFs, all my favorites. I just love the laughter and the food and the light of the holiday season. Y'all have heard me talk about Thistle Farms before, an organization that's doing so so much good in Nashville, where I call home, but their reach extends around the world. This social enterprise provides healing, housing, and employment for women survivors of trafficking, prostitution, and addiction. They employ survivors and fund their programs by selling beautiful lotions, scrubs, candles, and essential oils that are handmade by the women in their program. So this week, as my family's getting together, and also as I'm thinking about gifts that are on my list to buy, you best believe that Thistle Farms products will be the first on my list both for myself and for those that I love. Specifically, their holiday candles. Y'all, if you are a candle person, they are to die for. Their newest scent is Orange Clove, and it smells like a like cozy holiday hug in a candle. We had one here at the office, and there was a line of my coworkers hoping, begging might be a better word, to take it home with them. And as if candles aren't wonderful enough, they also sell them in gift sets, some of which include products made by women artisans in 21 different countries. Their mission is international, and it is just so inspiring, y'all. You can explore all of these products and learn more about Thistle Farms' mission at thistlefarms.org. And just for you, my friends, they've created the code that sounds fun. So be sure to enter that at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. And just a reminder that all the links to our sponsors, the transcripts of the shows, our weekly email newsletter, the AFD Week in Review, and our Advent series, all of those links are conveniently available in the show notes below. And today on the show, I'm getting to talk with my friend, Tish Oxenrider. You might remember her from way back on episode 34 or from our 2020 Christmas party here on the podcast. And if you missed either of those, be sure to go back and listen. Tish is an expert on the church calendar and has written beautiful books and devotionals. Other titles she might answer to, she's a podcaster, a travel guide, newsletter writer, high school English teacher, and a wife and a mom. Her work around Lent and Advent and the liturgical calendar makes her the perfect person to help usher us into the season of Advent and help us prepare our hearts for our Advent series that gets started so soon, this Sunday, six more days. So that's why we asked her to join us today. And since this week's episodes are helping us walk toward Advent, we've got a special video version of this one available on YouTube, just as a kind of taste of what watching the Advent series videos will be like. It's not exactly the same because those are shorter devotionals rather than conversations like today's, but we thought that would be fun to try and Tish was generous enough to roll with it and come to Nashville. So you can find that at the link in the show notes or by searching Annie F. Downs on YouTube. It's also available in the AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent spot where your Advent library is. You can go watch the video there as well. But since you're already listening here, here is my conversation with Tish Oxenrider. Tish, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Thank you for being um, Thanks for being in person. Yay. I'm so glad. Way. It's it fun. Best, all the way from Austin, Texas. Yes. Well, you have fall, and I'm I'm glad to have fall. <laughs> yeah, so. you get a whole day of it. You it's can just lovely. like drive around and see leaves, and it's, it's so very pretty. cold today. It's cold. I, it, yeah. Like I had to, I threw in my coat right before I left, and yeah. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Oh, I it. It, we all woke up shocked, just okay. so you know. Okay. Everyone was very surprised Good as to know. well. All right. Um, okay. My big topic before we even jump into Advent, you quit Instagram. I did. Do I you did. miss it? No. Here's the thing. I, I, it was a slow downhill, like, 
what's the metaphor? Exit ramp, downhill, something. Yeah, that's what you said in the post is you're like, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about it for like a year. I had slowed down on posting big time. My work wasn't dependent on it anymore. So I just held on to it, like kind of as this like last thing I felt like I was quote supposed to do. Yeah. So I I left it for a month to see how yeah. I felt and I was like, this is exactly what I want. So Wow. Yeah. I still have my account there kind of as yeah. a little like flag totally. so that people can go there. Well, first of all, there's like links out in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. so that people can see where I'm at. Yes. Like, you know, I don't want to just pretend I don't exist anymore. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It's not like you didn't leave the internet. Right. What was Instagram not being for you <laughs> anymore? Mm -hmm. And what was it being for you that both made you leave? Okay. So second part first, it was, it was a chore. Yeah. Back in like 10 years ago, it was fun for me. Yeah, yeah. It was purely posting and purely seeing people's pets and babies yeah. and gardens. things they were doing. Yeah, yeah gardens. Food. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. And then it just got weird, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that I was focused on numbers a lot and I would let those things decide, let, like decide for me how I felt that day. Um, and it just messed with my head to the point where I started like creating boundaries like, you know, OK, Monday, Wednesday, Friday or do whatever. Or I would have my assistant check things instead of me. Yeah. And it just got to be to where it was like it became this huge thing yeah. that I had to figure out. Right. And um, so long story short, I just realized that. ROI wasn't yeah. worth it anymore. Yeah. So I'm in a mastermind group with some writer friends. I, I write a lot more now than yeah. I do other things. And she was telling me she just launched a big book thing on Kickstarter, starting a publishing company, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they they were really intent on tracking where people came from. And it was like 1% came from Instagram. Yeah. And for her, it was sort of this realization of like, oh, it, it, didn't, it doesn't matter as much as quote they say. As a person, it was messing with my head and <clears throat> and I teach high school girls, or I yeah. teach high schoolers, yeah, a lot of girls, and I know the statistics, and I know the issues, and I know how it's messing with them, in yeah. particular as a demographic. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be on it while, and tell them they shouldn't be on it. Right. When you're looking at their lives and going, this isn't good for your mental health, right. but I'm fine. I am totally no. fine, and I'm yeah. not fine. So, yeah. And ultimately, I just didn't miss it like I thought I would. I really didn't. Yeah. So I will say there is a trade-off. Like, I don't get to keep up with people like you and yeah. like, you know, some are mutual friends that are just doing things. But if I really want to know, I can text, I yeah. can connect, I can just say hi. I mean, there's enough ways to do it to where yes. it just wasn't worth it holding on just for that. And is there some level of uh, benevolent detachment, as John Eldridge calls it, of, you know, we just don't we aren't meant to know everything. Well, that's the thing. So um, I don't know if you've heard of this term called Dunbar's number. It's a. 150 or something? How many yes. people you can really know? So it's a, this anthropologist. Yeah. Doesn't matter. His name is Dunbar. But he basically studied that like most people in human history have known 150 people or like been in connection, like in community with. And that includes things like the barista yes. and your mail carrier. Yes. yes. So we're not even talking like. Not 150 oh. phone numbers. Right. Right. And um, so it's almost like, yeah, we're it's not a very human 
app or yeah, platform. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could say that with all social media, really. Right. But um, yeah, it, it was like, I don't need to know about this random person I met one time at a conference and their vacation right now or their home mm-hmm. remodel. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're lovely human beings. Yes. You know, go with God. Yes. This is great, yes. but I just yes. don't need to know. Yeah. So yeah. I often will open my Instagram and if you look at who you follow, there's an option of who I interact with the most and who I interact with the least. And I will look through that and go, yeah, that is right. I haven't talked to that person in real life in a decade. I can unfollow their Instagram (laughs) and release them from having to follow me if they feel like they, you know, like, um, but I had a similar experience with TikTok where I got on because everybody was on and I thought it was fun. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is taking up so much of my time. Mm -hmm. I'm not offering anything i'm just being a consumer yeah and and i don't like how it i don't like it i don't like how it makes me feel i don't Mm -hmm. like how i was not getting as much sleep i mean it was dumb the problem of having not sharing a bed is that you can end up watching (sighs) things much later than you probably should sure (laughs) but so i i hear that do you what have you done with your time? You're writing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm writing more. Here's the thing: that addiction, that addictive feature, or that addictive nature, is a feature and not a bug, right? So all these apps are they're meant to be addictive. So yeah. once you get off, you suddenly realize, like, I was addicted. So yeah. there's very few of us that aren't. Yes. But it's not because we're bad people. It's because that's just what they're meant to do. Yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, with my time, it's not like suddenly I have like hours and hours more time, but I kind of do because even if I wasn't on all that much it was in my head yes you know and so now that it's not in my head yeah I'm writing and I'm able to concentrate on more long form like I'm reading more Mm -hmm. I can I can sit still for longer when I'm in line at the checkout I'm like reading a book (gasps) on your phone on a kindle or something a kindle or audiobook or something you know yeah like instead of just mindless scrolling and so it's like oh I'm up I'm a person who can focus. And so, yeah. And then I'm writing a lot more. Like my my whole thing is book writing. Like that's what I prefer to do with all my work. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing more. I um, am new to the Kindle life. I got one this mm-hmm. summer. Okay. And it has changed my life. Yeah. Because it's, because A, the Kindle app is on my phone. Yeah. And so I can pick up where I left off on my a Kindle beside my bed right, right now if I wanted to. That's true. And so I've, my, Shauna Nequist taught me this, but my discipline is when I'm waiting in line, if you can't just stand here mm-hmm. and wait in line, which is my first goal, can you just like <laughs> stand and wait in line with mm-hmm. everyone else and just not be on your phone? Right. Um, if I can't, I try go to your Kindle app first, mm, and good. because I'm I'm trying to do the practice as you're teaching it of of extending my ability to focus on something. Yeah. And that is not what the internet wants. And most of us don't. Like if you do that and you start looking around, you'll see you're in the minority. You're not looking at your phone. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of the way our culture is now. And I'm not a big fan of that. I I really don't want us to just be staring at squares. It just feels like a weird thing to be a slave to. (laughs) It's really weird. Like that's the thing. When you detox from it and you back away, Instagram actually seems kind of weird. <laughs> so what other rhythms do you have around your phone? And what, like, because is Kyle on the internet, your husband? Barely. Barely, yeah. The kids, do they have social media? Nope. We won't let them till they're 18. And Tate, okay. Tate was on it, my oldest, for a hot second. Instant issues with her mental health, emotional health, relational. And we are like, nope, took it off. Wow. And within, like, two weeks, she was back to her normal <gasps> self. So it oh, was, it was like... 
Yeah, it was that drastic. Um, so no, no one on our family, no one in our family is on social media except for me with Twitter, but it's yeah. not on my phone. So yeah. I don't check it on my phone. Yeah. I don't have any social media apps on my phone. My phone is actually really boring. I purposely also like grayscaled it and made um, the icons like just plain black and white, which yeah. is so weird. Like, why would that matter? But it makes it less enticing. Yes. John Montcoma writes about that in mm-hmm. um, yes. his hurry book. He does. Of like, turn your phone to grayscale and it'll make it way less interesting it's to so you, silly. which is so insane. It's like we are I know. pathetic people. Well, but I know it's happens. one of the reasons I have, I have two phones. I have a, what I call my work phone and my personal phone, ah. but, but my work phone is literally a tiny computer. Sure. That is all my apps, my yeah. email, Slack, Instagram, all the things I do for work are there. And in evenings and weekends, it's just not available to me. That's good. And so like that, that way, my phone is, it, while it is not grayscale, it is how I talk to people. It is, it yeah. is, it is calling and texting. And that's about, and I can take pictures, but I don't even have an editing. I don't even have Visco on there. Right. All that is over <laughs> on um, the yeah, work yeah. phone. So mm-hmm. I'm always like, no, 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 I don't have two phones. I have a phone and a tiny computer. Yeah. That's, that's what I have. That's, that is what I have. I have two of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we're thinking about Advent, mm-hmm. uh, give us, a, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of a, of a thought around switching out habits. Mm-hmm. How, what does, Lent, we, when we talked at Lent, Lent is get rid of things to make space. Right. Is that true for Advent too? Sometimes Advent is called a little Lent. I'm not mm. sure I totally agree with that because there is a little bit of a penitential kind of mindset, but really it's about preparation more than, I mean, Lent is too, but this one really is about preparing. It's sort of like when you're preparing for company, yeah. you know, or you're preparing for a birth, you yeah. know, preparing for some big thing to happen. That's what we're doing in Advent leading up to Christmas. So in some ways, yeah, it might look like kind of what you might do whenever you're about to feast, you know, you're like, we're just going cheap with food this yeah. week because we're going to like have this really great food in on the weekend, that kind of mindset. Yeah. So sometimes people will like do that. And especially like the Orthodox tradition, they are hardcore. They really do fast during Advent. Yeah. They do. They do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like know they, that. yeah, they they the same kind of like no eating or do they do no, like No, they do um, like simple. I think they do no meat. I'm yeah. you know what? I'm going to say it wrong and but, someone So orthodox <laughs> meaning Catholic or even orthodox no, Protestant. No, like Eastern Orthodox. Eastern Orthodox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, like, okay. Yeah. Wow, so they do a fast during mm-hmm. Advent too. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. And so some people will do that if they want to kind of cultivate that preparation sense of like, I can't wait to bummer Christmas parties. (laughs) That's the thing that's hard (laughs) is that our culture is not built for Advent. No. So a lot of what we should, I mean, what I think works best is within our own homes. Mm. So, you know, you can't force people when you're going out, you know, shopping, like stop playing Christmas music. It's not Christmas yet. That's not reality. Um, So the same goes with like Christmas parties and kid events. You're just going to, it's going to be Christmas stuff. And that's what's hard in some ways, because one of the cool things about Advent is the buildup. So that when Christmas comes and traditionally it's 12 days long, right? It goes till January 5th. Yes. Um, A lot of us are sick of it by then Mm -hmm. to where you hear 12 days of Christmas and you're like, no, thank you. And everybody's like clean up before New Year's. Right. 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 But if you can somehow like within your own homes, delay it or like build up to it, then you kind of enjoy the 12 days. Yes. A little bit more. And this year, one of the things I think is really cool that I'm going to use in my observation of the whole thing, of the whole season. Advent and Christmas Tide is mm-hmm. that Epiphany's on a Friday. 
So I'm like, great. Epiphany's on a Friday. I will clean up my house on Saturday, Sunday. Nice. But I'm like, no, I want, I, I want mm-hmm. to see what happens if I care about the 12 days of Christmas. That's cool. Because I, I Epiphany's that. my favorite day of the year. I love Epiphany. Uh-huh. But I... I'm not very good at observing Christmas tide. Interesting. Okay. So, or Easter tide, actually. When, well, Easter's 50 days long. So. Right? Longer than Lent. <laughs> yeah. I like to remind people. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think in the future, like we've kind of created this Advent thing for this year. I really hope to be the person who who lets the experts create Advent and Lent, and I'll <laughs> handle Easter tide and Christmas tide. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good I'll way handle to... the parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll let y'all handle the hard ones. I'll be like, and on Christmas, come over here. We're going to start 12 days. <laughs> I love that. That's um, good. Your Advent, so mm-hmm. is this a season like Lent where we put our phones down? Like, is there a, do an Advent study, whether it's the Advent series with us or someone mm-hmm. else? Or, I mean, it, is it a trade-out? Kind of, yes, you can. So, I mean, just like with Lent, it's a gift. It's not a have to, right? Yeah. So I think it it helps to come to Advent with this idea of like, this is a gift from the historic church that I am invited to participate in. Literally everyone can. Yeah, like you yeah. don't have to be from some particular tradition at all. This is for all of us. It's really old, you know, just like Lent. And so um, there's a lot of different ways to do it per, you know, history and tradition and stuff. Yeah. So there's no one set like do this. But, um, you know, the word Advent means arrival. And so it's when you're preparing for something, there is a slow buildup. And so yeah. you could get like say no to some things at the beginning and then gradually oh, maybe cool. say yes to things. Yeah. So um, sometimes people do that with sweets, which is hard at that time of year. But yeah. like, you know, you gradually increase yeah. the the sweets or the Christmas music or the decorating of the tree or things like that. But you can also do it in your own like kind of in a Linton way you can. Yeah. But just, I think it's important to remember that this isn't quite the season of Lent at all. Like even if some people call it a little Lent, I really don't think of it as that. Yeah, it feels, it feels very different to me. It is. And, you know, I think when you think of like Christmas as a kid, the anticipation is almost more fun than yeah. the day itself. If you yeah. remember, like as a kid, Christmas night, you're like, yes. oh, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to wait a whole year for Christmas again. Right. And it's because those, the month of December is so fun. Yes. And so it's kind of that idea. Like there's there's that spirit of like, you know, the hope for it, the, yeah. the waiting, the, yeah. the faith, the joy. All those things are very intentional. Yes. Because you're really gearing up for the big the big day or the big right. season. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with... In my experience, growing up Methodist, yeah. Um, so the Advent and Lent have always been things, but we didn't observe it by any stretch compared to what the traditional mm-hmm. Catholic Church or even Anglican Episcopalian friends do. Um, but we knew it, yeah. right? And I knew it, it's particularly Lent, but Lent was always like, y'all, this is going to be hard. Right. Give it up. <laughs> Give whatever that thing is up. Yeah. And with Advent, it was always like, which family's going to light the candle on Sunday at church? Right. right. And that was kind of like, and we're mm-hmm. one week closer to Christmas. Yeah. Well, and if you think of like the grocery stores with Advent calendars, it just feels like a countdown. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people think Advent starts December 1st. Yes, right. And it's 24 <laughs> and days. It's 24 days. That's exactly <laughs> and, and right. And so we just think of it as the countdown to yeah. Christmas more yeah. than like it's an actual set aside season in the liturgical calendar. Yeah. So. 
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, StoryWorth. If you're spending time with loved ones over the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories, the ones you love to hear, the ones you've already heard too many times. But have you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those timeless stories? It can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories. I've done that a couple of times, you know, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how literally anyone can write a book about their life. So here's how it works. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like what's the bravest thing you've ever done or what's the farthest away you've ever traveled? And all they have to do is reply with a story. And then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories, memories, and even any photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a beautiful and valued keepsake. The one that my dad is currently getting those emails. I can't wait to sit with my nephew and look at all of his granddaddy's stories together. It's so fun. Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. So get started with your loved one for the holidays. And before you know it, you'll both be cherishing these timeless stories for generations to come. I wrote about memories I have with my grandmother and That Sounds Fun, the book. And y'all, my goodness, what I would give to have something like a StoryWorth keepsake about her life and her words. So help your family share the story this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash that sounds fun today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash that sounds fun to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash that sounds fun. And I want to tell you about another one of our incredible partners, The Chosen. Okay, if you heard our episode with Lisa Turkers last week, you know she and I both got to visit the set of The Chosen while they were filming season three. Y'all, it was so cool. If you're not familiar, The Chosen is a series of shows based on the Gospels, and it's an incredible visual retelling of the stories of Jesus's life. The first two seasons have been out for a while, and, and just this past Friday, season three released in theaters. You know our team was there for Jesus and Popcorn. Oh, we had the best time. I know you're going to love it. Season three picks up right where season two left off. Jesus delivers the Sermon on the Mount, and then we get to see how things start to pick up. The group of people following Jesus are starting to try to live out what he's teaching them, and he's also really getting the attention of some people who are not so keen on all the hubbub. But in the midst of all the craziness, Jesus brings peace and rest. Isn't that just what he does? So go see episodes one and two of season three in theaters now, and then be on the lookout for episodes as they start releasing for free in the Chosen app before Christmas. And you can head over to YouTube and see our video of me getting to tour Capernaum. It was so cool. Hey, for more information about seeing the two episodes in the theaters, which you got to go do, visit thechosentickets.com. Again, that's thechosentickets.com for all the info. And now back to our conversation with Tish. One of the things when we were setting up the Advent series, talking about hope, peace, love, joy, joy, and love, (laughs) hope, peace, joy, and love, there were all sorts of names for the candles. Yeah. Right? So there's the shepherd's candle and the prophecy candle. I mean, it was just kind of like, what? Why do they all have different names? And so what do, do you know? What's the hope? What are the, wh- why are those the four things we go after during Advent? Yeah, and different traditions have adopted different ways of doing that. Right. And it's it's a very strange thing, um, in my opinion. As yeah. someone who grew up non-denominational, <laughs> too, yeah. it's like, what? Um, I think it, when I think of it as, um, now you're going to make me say it wrong. I know, hope, peace, joy, joy love. love. Okay. Um, 
to me, there is a little bit of a logic to that. Like hope is the beginning. So it's that true like start of that anticipation. You know, it's the Sunday. It tends to be the Sunday after Thanksgiving a lot of the times. And so you kind of get that like, yay, faith in no peace. Sorry. In that sense of, um, okay, we're now in that holiday season. This is great. The joy, you're getting excited about it more. And then the love. Um, The joy tends to be a pink candle. Yeah, that is. Why is that the one that's pink? And I have heard different interpretations of it. But um, the one I I like is that it's the Marian candle. And so it reminds us of Mary about to give birth. And so it's that like the last few days when she's expecting. Yeah. So it's it's that like remembering what that must have felt like. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. I don't know if that's true with a lot of traditions, but that's the the thing I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, that was it was really fun researching into those and paying attention to why different traditions call it certain things. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, the shepherd one goes along with like, oh, now I understand. Uh That makes sense. Uh And and so I thought that was really interesting. Well, and I think you hit on a larger idea. And that is whenever you didn't grow up with Advent, sometimes you feel overwhelmed at all these things. Yes. Like you're calling it a billion things. You're okay. We light candles, but then we also do what? And we, and so some people will just say it's not for me or too much. Or why would I add another thing? Yes. to an already busy yes. season. Yes. And I think it's helpful to remember, you really don't have to do all the things. You can do one thing. You can yeah. literally light a candle every day, like you said. Yeah. You can just intentionally listen to an Advent playlist. You can do a, a scripture study. You don't. There's not like a big to-do list yes. for Advent. It's a gift. Yes. And so if you feel confused by names of candles, don't worry about right. it. Right. Maybe in a few years, you'll you'll want to do more of a deep dive on that. Right. Um, yeah, just take what works for you, leave the rest and don't sweat it. That's what I tell people. Like my my book yeah. that I wrote about it, um, it has five things to do a day. And I tell people, like, especially if you have like little kids yes. or if it's finals week or whatever, do one right. of those things. Right. Truly pick one right. thing. So, But one of the things I love about your book, Shadow and Light, is you give us art to look at mm-hmm. and a playlist, music to yeah. listen to every day. So there's always this like... Um, uh, full rounded experience yeah. Yeah. around it, but pick what works for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's intentional because, you know, the sensory experience, I think, matters yeah. a lot. For We're human yeah. beings, you know, we live in bodies. Yes. And so we're not just heads floating around. So if we yes. just read scripture, pray in our head, and then move on, we're kind of missing out on maybe some of the sounds, the sights, yeah. the, you know, and that's what we like about the holidays anyway. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. Uh-huh. One of the things I've heard a lot of feedback I've had a lot about Advent that I'd love for you to speak into. Uh, you're married, you have three kids. So mm-hmm. when y'all celebrate Advent, it's like a we thing. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of our friends listening, I mean, our stats tell us half of our audience is not married yet. Right. And so half of our friends listening that are not married are going like, I mean, I'd love to observe Advent, but is it just a Bible study? Do I light a candle at my house by myself? Like right. sometimes the traditions of the Christian church make us feel more lonely. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your what's your advice or thoughts for people who who are uh, alone on a daily basis? Yeah. Right. When they're trying to observe a season like Advent. Yeah. It, it's kind of a communal season, yeah. honestly. More than Lent is to yeah. me. Yeah, oh, way yeah. more than Lent, for yeah. sure. Um, I know of someone who is single in my town who does Sunday gatherings every Lent, I mean, every Advent. Every oh, ad- wow. Sunday in Advent, that's a potluck. 
and that's particularly for Advent to, you know, and they do the candle lighting thing. Yeah. And so they kind of treat it like a family yeah. meal, but with a group of whoever. And yes. I don't think it's even just for single people. I think it's for whoever wants yeah. to just do it together. Yeah. So I would really advise people, especially because during the holidays is when we can feel even lonelier yeah. than normal, yeah. um, to go out of your way to invite people and make it weird anyway. Yeah, you know? make like, it weird. Just and you super can just say like bring whatever food you can even like everyone just bring your own meal yes. and let's just eat together yes. kind of thing. Um, I think it's important to think of Advent kind of with that done is better than perfect idea. Like it does not need to look done is better than perfect. It doesn't need yeah. to look Instagram worthy yeah. at all. Like yeah. do not sweat that you've got all your you know your stuff together that yes. your house is clean. Yes, just to have just gather. Um, and then I think the sensory experience thing is good on those other days of the week like. Honestly, your Lent can be going on a walk. I mean, I keep saying Lent. Your Advent yeah. can be going on a walk. It can be, you know, like recognizing the change in seasons. It can yeah. be listening to the place. Like, don't feel like you have to, like, make it a ceremony. Mm. If it feels weird to light a candle by yourself at home, yes. don't don't feel like you're going to just not do Advent at all then. Yes. You know? Done is better than well, perfect. Is that that's what, what I said. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I, I need to hear that because I even ha I have this like little dream of a small group I want to do at my house, but I keep not doing it because <laughs> I'm like, I need to get two more chairs. <laughs> if I could get two more chairs. No, oh, I yeah. don't. I have oh. two chairs outside that I can just dust off and bring in. But in my head, I'm hearing the only way this is work is if it's perfect. Yeah. And so wait until you have a budget for two more chairs and wait until you find the two <laughs> right chairs. Yeah. And but if we do that with Advent, we will miss Advent. We will. Yeah. I mean, I'm in that same boat. We have we live in a fixer-upper, and I'm always thinking, like, when we have sideboards yeah. or, like, <laughs> baseboards or whatever. You know, and at some point, it's just not going to matter. And people don't care. In fact, yeah. I, I've... I think people are kind of blessed when they come to a somewhat janky house, yeah, you know? right. Um, more than we realize, you know, people don't want to come into a museum. And so, yeah, don't let that be an excuse. Advent is short, honestly. You think it's it's four weeks long. Like it's on, so much shorter than Lent, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, on the calendar, it feels like, oh, it's a whole, you know, month. Yeah. But it, it goes by so fast because you're also just, you've got a lot of things. I think that's the other thing that's helpful to remember is um, to not go into Advent with this idea of like checking off a list so that like if you have three events in a row that on day four you feel quote behind and you yeah. have to do like three days of yes. worth of something oh, right. don't don't do that to yourself yes just let god talk to you that day like yes. you know open whatever devotional you're doing and just on that day don't feel like you yes. have to catch up that, yes. that's a temptation for a lot of us yes talk to those certain Myers-Briggs and certain Enneagram <laughs> numbers who right. are like if I don't do them all right I'm doing this wrong but I say that a lot with 100 days to brave or chase the fun I'm like do not catch up if you're six days behind just <laughs> jump in with us yeah like get in that's right good. here the, let God talk to you today mm -hmm. is the right language that's a great way to say it let him say to you today what he has for you today yeah you don't don't feel like you have to keep up right right um yeah what is changing about Advent globally? Does it feel, am, am I in a seat where I feel like more people care or is there something different going on? <laughs> I think there's something different going on. And I thought that too, because um, I started doing Advent with my kids maybe eight or nine years ago. Yeah. And because I didn't really hear it about it growing up other no. than the grocery store yeah. things, yeah. you know, chocolate. 
and at church, like yes. lighting a candle. Um, but and then so I thought maybe it was one of those like, you know, when you get a new car, you start seeing that car everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, my yeah, thought yeah. was like, oh, it's just because I'm aware. But I really think Advent is becoming more mainstream, at least among yes. Christians. Yes. Um, to where it, it doesn't seem as maybe intimidating mm-hmm. to non-denominational types yes. or just those who didn't grow up with it. Yes. Um, and that's really cool because, like I said, it's it's shared history for all yeah. of us, you know, the unified church. And so um, it's for all of us. It's not just for those who grew up in a particular tradition. And maybe I just feel and this may be I bought a red car, so I see red cars, too. But <laughs> I I feel pulled toward um, things that are old yeah. and traditions that are rooted mm-hmm. and and I want to time myself to those in some way and yeah. that I don't know that I felt 10 years ago. Maybe it's elections and maybe it's right. discord in our nation and in our faith. I feel mm-hmm. a lot of discord in our faith between yep. people who disagree yeah. but claim Jesus. Right. And and so there's something about tying to these things. Yeah. But can they even find where Advent and Lent started? I know Lent um, started – like we have record of it in – just documents in the yeah. like 140s. Yes, so even yes. before we like decided what was in the Bible. Right, <laughs> so, right, right. And so in that way, Lent is older than the Bible. I don't know yeah. if you can say that. But um, Advent, I think we have record of it um, first mentioned in like the 800, 900s. Yeah. That doesn't mean it didn't exist before then. Sure. But um, yeah, so it's been around a long, long, long time. That is and I'm with you. I think, um, you know, we could talk for hours about the whole like, what is it that's making us vie for more tradition? But um we forget, I think, as Americans, how young our traditions are. Yeah. A lot, you know, like. And our country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And our country as well. Um, Kyle and I used to live in Turkey, you yeah. know, and it was just such an eye opening experience for us to live in, like, the place where, like, the church started. Like, we yes. lived in Izmir, which is the ancient city of Smyrna. Wow. And so we would be like, I, I remember Tate's third birthday party was at a McDonald's. And across the street was this plaque that said, like, this is where, what was his name? Um, oh, I forget which saint died, like was yeah. martyred. Yeah. Um, I, I'm completely blanking. But it's like one of those super old, like in the first century saints. Yes. And it's like, yes. that is just mind blowing to this American. Yeah. And so I say all that to just say sometimes we think, oh, this is old because I'm like, I don't know. There's old like as in less than 100 years old and there's old as in like 2000 years old and things like advent and lent just the liturgical calendar in general speaks to that and i think when you're not sure what is going on um in whatever god is doing in your life and in your church community and whatever yeah a lot of us are you know going through a lot um there's something that feels really grounding about participating in something that millions and millions of people have done over the yes. years yes yep. it's one of the reasons we worked really hard to make sure the advent series matched what was happening globally good <laughs> she went like there are millions of people yeah. who are talking about hope peace mm-hmm. love joy, joy and love <laughs> right hope, peace joy and love for the next four weeks mm-hmm. and um yeah when i lived in scotland the building i lived in was built in the early 1700s. Yeah. And one of my friends was like, you recognize that this flat is older than America. <laughs> right. And I was like, you know, I don't pay attention <laughs> to that enough. I don't pay attention yeah. to how young our our 
traditions are in our decision. Mm-hmm. And even in some ways, Protestantism compared oh, yeah. to Catholicism and mm-hmm. the birth of the church. I don't know when it was when I realized that, like, I heard about, you know, what what went on in Acts, the book of Acts. Yeah. And then, like, Martin Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, wait, there were 1,500 years of things. It wasn't just, like, the Dark Ages. There were right. there was a lot that happened. Yes. And, yeah, I think we miss out on a lot. Yeah, that's right. And so yeah. it feels like things like Advent, Epiphany, mm-hmm. 12 Days of Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Eastertide and Lent, or, and then Ordinary Time is so boring. <laughs> Uh, ordinary time wears me out. Every, like this year, when my I, we had a, I had a, um, I don't know if you saw something on the internet either, but my sister had a baby that passed away, mm. and but he lived fifty six days, so it was mm. a long summer yeah. of of sadness. And multiple times, I thought this is so ordinary time. Like this would happen in ordinary time. To me, that With sounds it. like such an Annie thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> like an Enneagram seven, because to me, I like by the time Easter tide's over, I'm grateful for ordinary time. Ah, that's yeah. just me. I don't know what it is, yes. but I like that. So yeah, yeah. that makes it. Yeah, it, I, I I can hear that. That it's mm-hmm. like I don't need another celebration or another start and finish. Right, right. I just but want to live for a little bit, and that makes me excited about the season because yeah. Advent is the New Year of the liturgical calendar, right? Yes, so in yes. some ways, the first Sunday is like Happy New Year yeah, for the church. Yeah, and so you get this build up, like you get Christ the King Sunday, All Saints Day, All Souls Day. And then Advent, and it kind yes. of feels this like, yay, new new year, new you yes. for the church, yeah, in a way. So I don't think I realize that that mm-hmm. is the start. I mean, that's why it's at the top of the yep. liturgical calendar circle. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for our like actual calendar, right. our Gregorian or whatever yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. but it does. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go. Hey, friends, just taking a quick break from this conversation to tell you about another one of our amazing partners, Everly Well. So the holiday season has us thinking a lot about gifts and gratitude, right? We've already talked about it. And one gift to be truly grateful for is our health. Discovering more about our health is a great way to keep us making better decisions, not only for ourselves, but do you know that Everly Well has 30 plus options to gift at home lab tests? vitamins, supplements, and more for everyone on your list. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. With so many options available, you'll be able to find the perfect test for you or your loved one. The women's health, food sensitivity, and celiac disease screening tests are only a few of the options. So here's how it works. Everly Well ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in one package. If you ordered an at-home lab test, which I've done a couple, the sample can be simply collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab in a prepaid envelope that's included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple. Over a million people, yeah, girl, AFD included, have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals. And now you can help your loved ones do the same. The gift of health has never been as easy to share as it is this holiday. For our friends, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. That's everlywell.com slash that sounds fun for 20% off your next at-home lab test. everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. 
And I want to tell you about one last incredible partner, Stamps.com. Stamps.com is all about keeping the holiday season full of J-O-Y, joy for us small business owners, not full of dread about having to slog through traffic to the post office or rushing to send Christmas cards and gifts to your loyal clients and then waiting in line instead of spending time with people you love. It's not too late to get your holiday mailing and shipping under control with Stamps.com. Sign up now and you'll be printing your own postage in minutes. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. You get access to the USPS and UPS services you need to run your business right from your computer. No lines, no traffic, no hassle. And you can even save money with major discounts on USPS and UPS shipping rates up to 86% off, y'all. A stress-free solution for every small business. Just use stamps.com to print postage wherever you do business. All you need is a computer and a printer. And if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule it through your stamps.com dashboard. Rates are constantly changing. And with stamps.com switch and save feature, you can easily compare carriers and rates so you know you're getting the best deal every time. And if you're running an online store, stamps.com works seamlessly with all major shopping carts and marketplaces. This holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with promo code that sounds fun for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code. That sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Tish. What do you know about Advent now that you didn't know when you started with the kids a decade ago? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Let's see. I didn't know. Okay. You know how you were saying earlier like that had to be hard um to deny yourself yeah. certain things for me i didn't know that i would kind of look forward to a little bit of that self denial yeah during advent because in my mind yeah. when i started doing advent it felt like well why would i add one more thing yeah and i think what i realized was it's not adding more it's giving myself permission to savor so wow um instead of feeling this pressure of like making every day special during Advent, I actually can like, we like week one, we put our tree up. Week two, we put the lights on. Oh, wow. Week three, we decorate it. And then I'm not dying to take it down on December yeah, 26th. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I didn't, and when I first heard that, I was like, why would I do that to myself? I'm like, right. so I love Christmas. Why would I do right. that? But it's actually good for me. It's kind of like doing the hard thing, yeah. like, you know, yeah. doing the workout. You're glad you did it. It's right. kind of that idea. Right. So, right. yeah, that's probably it. And it really, the savoring is such a good word for me because I think one of the reasons I want to clean up Christmas so quick is, okay, we're done. Let's go to the next thing, to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And in the practice of my actual life yeah. is not rushing through this to get to that. Yeah. Because it never, it doesn't, it does not serve me. Right. It actually does not serve me in the long run because it means I rush through everything because there is no next that I savor because I'm trying to get through, to get through, to get through. Yeah. And, and so even the process of, could the discipline be to leave my Christmas tree up that long? And it's weird <laughs> because like, I love New Year's Day. To yeah. me, there's that like clean slate feeling. Yeah. I love that. It, it really is this almost weird, um, hold on just a little longer, just a little longer yeah. to make it more of what I feel like maybe God's inviting us yeah. to do. Like, no, keep celebrating. Yes. Keep, keep, you know, 
being excited that Jesus yes. came to earth. Yes, like, yes. You know, and then a lot of traditions end with a 12th night party, which yeah. I've always wanted to do. Because yeah. I think that sounds like such a cool way to do yes. it. And people will bring their trees um, and create and a big bonfire burn and yeah. burn it. You know, there's a lot of cool ways to like recognize, okay, the next day when we do Epiphany, then it's almost like that's the new year. Yes. Sort of. Yes. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could... Epiphany's the one, man. If I ever have kids, I want to name one of them Epiphany. Okay, why, why do you like it so much? Um, I think that it's really profound to mark the day that the um, the wise men came to Jesus. Yeah. I just think there's something about, and I like the word. I think the word means a lot. And, <laughs> yeah. and it, that you you know something you didn't know before. And mm-hmm. Mary talking about treasuring things in her heart. Yeah. That day. I, so I just have, for probably five years mm. since New Year, since Epiphany of 2017 mm-hmm. was when I had a really profound experience around Epiphany. That's and, cool. And it, I've loved it ever since. Do you do the chalking no. of the door? Do you know that tradition? No, okay. That? A lot of traditions will do this. You chalk the door, like you write with chalk on yeah. the outer frame of your front door. Yeah. Um, it's CMB, and I can't remember what those letters stand for in Latin. Something in Latin, yeah. right? Um, and then you write the year. Okay. And it's supposed to mean basically like you're blessing your house for the year. Oh, and wow. you're saying like those who walk through this door frame will find what's inside to be a haven. Wow. And so a lot of traditions will like as a family pray yeah. and then they'll pray throughout their house. Yes. You know, and you do it on epiphany on epiphany. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing it this yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, what are y'all's family plans for Advent? Um, so I teach English and my kids are still in school, so we don't like go anywhere. Yeah. Right. We have school at the same time. So those first few weeks kind of feel busy. And I bet a lot of parents yeah. understand yes, that feeling, yes. right? You're just kind of living life. Um, and when Christmas comes, I think Christmas is a Sunday this year. Yeah. It's a little so weird. a lot of people won't get off work or school till a midweek. I know. It's or a weird a Friday thing. Even. So I go with that. You know, I don't yeah. sweat it. Um, but at night as a family, and I mean, I'm talking like I've got an almost 18 year old and almost 15 year old and 12 and a half year old. So I've got old, older kids. Um, but we still make a point to light our advent candles. We put them in a log and, um, we go through shadow and light and we listen to the song and we, it's based on the Psalms. So we read a Psalm and a lot of times we do this over dinner. So oh, sure. Because we're gathered anyway. We family dinner's a big deal for us. Yes. Like we really try to keep that sacred. Yeah. Um, but I've got like a kid who goes to bed after I do because she's up writing papers. You know, it's like <laughs> right. we're past that age of like tucking her into bed. Uh huh. That's just uh-huh. not a thing. So that's what we do. Um, if we skip a day, we skip a day. Yeah. Not a big deal. Yeah. Because that's just how it rolls. Yes. Yeah. That's what we do. I mean, Tate's last Christmas at home. I know. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. It's a very weird thing. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But yeah. Oh, that is wild. Well, okay. Is there anything we didn't say about Advent that you think? Hmm. Um, I think maybe don't be a purist is maybe sometimes like people will be almost too rigid about it. Yeah. And there's no reason to be rigid. Don't do it. If you want to listen to Christmas music, listen to Christmas music. Don't feel like you can't. Yeah. 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 Be a little more rigid with yourself on Lent. Yes. (laughs) Because you're meant to feel. Yes. Yeah. This is anticipation. So sometimes we like sneak the chocolate, you know, and we go ahead and listen to the Christmas music. It's okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, I, I mean, I love getting to talk to you and then Thursday on Thanksgiving having Father Mike. Um, to get this like round experience mm-hmm. of the unity of the church, yeah, and how we are all a, a couple of times of year 
we are actually doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's rare. And I, yeah, and I just I think it. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love, um, you know, every part of the body working together yeah. is better. Amen. I think. Amen. I, yeah. like, I like it so much better. I think Jesus likes it. Too. I do too. I'm just going on that. I do yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Well, Tish, the thing I have to ask you because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Mm-hmm. Tell me what sounds fun to you these days. What are you doing for fun? Okay. Um, like you said, it's Tate's last year yes. at home. I have been showing her like movies that I want to make sure she sees before oh, we leave the great. house. What were some of the top ones? What like, you to see? I mean, and they're not like important. No, but, but they're important t- to Like you. Breakfast Club or yeah. Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Things like that. So for me, it's like when she became a senior, I realized like, oh, no, there's all these things that I always thought one day, one day, one day. And so we're just trying to enjoy it. So we have a chalkboard in our um, house of just like when Kyle and I think of a movie, we'll write yeah. it down. And Brilliant. so we've just been doing a lot of family movie nights um, watching like classics yes yes like 80s movies yeah, 90s yeah. movies and um and it's not just teen movies either it's yes. also like we showed them braveheart we you yeah. know things like that it's just movies yeah. that to us are like you, you gotta see it yes even if you don't end up liking it but have y'all watched uh, flight of the navigator yes okay, oh, we great. love it we i love it i loved it when i was a kid and i was glad to see it still holds up it still holds up those stairs when yeah. the when the ufo <laughs> opens i know still blows my they're mind still good yeah there are some that do not hold up yeah <laughs> Right. But that is not one of them. No, yep. I was so, um, <laughs> as soon as Disney Plus had it on there, I was like, oh, this is the movie of my childhood with yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, Snacks, yeah. What are, how do y'all snack during movie time? Uh, depends on who's hungry. Um, yeah, good point. Okay. Don't Pop- have to eat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, popcorn sometimes. Kyle's, bit, his new thing is making kombucha. Oh, wow. He, he, so we have like a whole shelf in the fridge. Oh my gosh, of like and different so, age things. It looks like and, a mad science lab. Yes, in our I'm kitchen. sure it does. And so he's like pouring different things. So sometimes we'll like sample kombucha <laughs> over movie night, which sounds so hippie. I just realized what that sounds it's like. It's very Austin of you. Well it's done. So hippie. Um, I don't know. We have what's called scrounge night. Like uh-huh. I don't cook on Sunday. Nobody cooks on Sundays yeah. unless you want to cook for yourself. Got it. And so it's like raiding the fridge. So a lot yeah. of times it's like you're eating an apple and some carrots. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you do great. you. Um, someone else scrounge is eating a bagel. Scrounge night. What mm-hmm. a great, like, sort it out, everybody. Yeah. We'll help you Monday through Saturday, That's but what, Sunday is scrounge yeah, yeah. night. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you just let them eat whatever, whatever's I in their hearts. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I They're mean, I care. Old. They're old. Yeah. They'll understand if right. they eat not great stuff, they'll right. feel it. Right. That's so. right. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have protein, you're going to know at two o'clock in the morning exactly. you didn't eat protein. And yeah, and they'll remember. You'll do so. it different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tish, thanks again for doing this. Yeah. You've been such a good leader and friend to me, but a great leader mm. in observing parts of our faith that I re- that really matter to me. So thanks yeah. for doing this. Thank you for having me. I love talking this stuff. Yeah, here comes Advent. Yep. Let's go. That's right. Oh, you guys, isn't she just the best? That is a whole episode full of such helpful information. Oh my gosh, I'm decorating different this year. I totally have decorated differently. And I am just thrilled. That's like the perfect way for us to kick off our walk toward the Advent series this year. Be sure you're following Tish on social media. Tell her thanks for being on the show. And if today's conversation has you more interested in our Advent series, just hop over to AnnieFDowns.com slash Advent for all the details. There are beautiful video devotionals, an Advent series guidebook to download and use as a companion. 
resources for mini BFFs and so much more. And if you're subscribed to this podcast, those daily devotional episodes are going to drop in your feed each weekday of Advent. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is trying to get all my Thanksgiving clothes in a carry-on. That is my life goal. And it sounds fun to me to try. How much am I going to have to wear on the plane? This is the question. Y'all have a great week. Happy Thanksgiving to our friends here in the U.S. And we'll actually be back here with you on Thursday as normal as we continue walking toward Advent with one of my favorites and one of your favorites, Father Mike Schmitz. Father Mike is back, you guys. And on Thanksgiving? Yes and yes. We'll see y'all then. Happy Thanksgiving, friends.